Pastor Maria Murphy. This is Pastor Maria Murphy, and I am very blessed uh, to be with you today. We're starting another week. Actually, Sunday is the start of our week, right? And we had a wonderful time together yesterday, and here we are for prayer today. Grateful to be here. As you come on, say hello so I can greet you. Uh, let me just make sure our volume is good. It looks like we are. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so grateful to the Lord uh, that we have this opportunity to come together and even with technology. Amen. I thank God for technology. I embrace it. I know some people do a lot of wrong with it, but I embrace it. I, I, I love technology. I thank God that we can use it for good. Amen. You know, it, a lot of times we can talk about how bad people are using technology and things, but, um, so I, I want to ask the question, how are you using it? Because that's what counts, right? If you know better, then how are you using it? <laughs> you know, I hear it a lot and I want to ask the question, but I just, mm, let me not say anything. Good morning, Eric. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I get it. Technology is used for bad and evil. But, uh, you know, if, if we're seeing that and we're verbalizing it, uh, then maybe we have a responsibility to turn that around and to do something good with it. Amen. So what are you doing with technology? Hallelujah. So this morning I was uh, thinking about the service yesterday that we had and such a wonderful time. I love uh, our faith family. And what I mean by that is I love the people that God has joined us to and joined us with. And uh, even the people, you know who I love to, even those who haven't come yet. I love them. My heart is open and ready to receive them. Amen. And so uh, I'm grateful for the people that he has put. Good morning, mom, uh, that he has put uh, with us. And I just was, you know, thinking about the service yesterday and just pondering, you know, and uh, thinking about the local church, the body of Christ and how uh, a lot of people don't understand the importance of the local church. But I believe that God is going to be revealing that to people even more as time goes on. We don't have a lot of time, but uh, we do have some time. But I, I do an exercise with the timeline of, uh, you know, you just put significant dates on there, like the day you were born, you know, the day you got married, the day you bought a house, the day, you know, your first house, the day you got saved, the day, you know, maybe your kid graduated, you retired. Good morning and happy Monday, Ivan. And so you write all these dates out uh, of your life. You start with the year you were born up until now, and then you write the good and the bad, maybe a day that you lost someone, you know, that was in your life, uh, uh, you know, maybe you had a bad diagnosis, whatever it is, you just put everything that was significant on that timeline. And uh, then you start to see what habits and things you had during those times and what things you did, uh, you know, during those times. And so I have a timeline and uh, thinking about that timeline, 2016 was one of the greatest years in my life, one of the most significant years in my life. A lot happened in 2016. And when I look at it, I see what I did, you know, at that point. But one of the, the, the not so good years in my life was like 95 in 1995, it was probably one of the most defeated years I had in my life. A lot of things happened that year. It was 1995. And uh, when I look at that year, one of the things I realized, good morning, Donna, is that church was not a part of my life that year. 
uh, it was an, a, a priority for me. In 1995, uh, I, other things became important to me. And that was the year I lived the most defeated I ever lived in my entire existence in 1995. And when I look at it, I did not attend church faithfully. In fact, there was a big period of time where I didn't attend at all between 1994 and 1995. Well, why was I so defeated? And why does that stick out to me as that's a period of time, the only time in my life when I didn't attend church? Well, it was because, you know, God is the one that sets us in the church. Whether you showed up because someone invited you or whatever, God ordained it. It's the place that he's called you to. And when you go to that church, you bring your supply of the spirit, right? And it comes in you. You're the package it comes in. So your personality, the way you are, your gifts, your talents, your resources, all of that and that supply of the spirit comes. And we receive that as the church, right? And it's not just for the pastor of the church. It's for everybody in the church. Your supply is for everyone, just like my supply is for everyone when I attend a church. Well, when uh, you don't go, it's missing. It's missing. So the supply that you're bringing and, and we're wired as believers to release our supply. We're, rely, we're, we're required and we have the responsibility to release the supply of the spirit that we've received. And so now we're not giving that out when we're absent when I'm not in church, I'm not, I'm absent. I'm not giving and making that supply available. I'm going to feel unfulfilled because that's the first place that I release that. Well, then I'm not receiving that supply, that full supply that I'm supposed to get. The messages from the pastor, the, the, the worship, all of that that I'm supposed to receive, I miss out on it when I'm absent. And so that's why 1995 was one of the most defeated years in my life. Good morning, Mr. Craig. God bless you today. Uh, it was one of the most defeated times in my life because I was not getting a supply and I was not releasing a supply. And so I missed all the messages that the pastor spoke during that time in my life that could have helped me through that season. So I lived defeated. 1995 was one of the worst years of my life. And I was not in a local church faithfully. Why? Because something else came up that seemed more appealing. Well, that did nothing for me. It did not help me to sustain my spiritual life. And so in thinking of the local church, I was thinking about that yesterday. I love those who, who God has joined to us and those who are coming. I'm going to love them because my heart is open. There's so much that we receive from our local church. God, that's how he moves in the life of a believer first. You know, that's where we get our equipping. That's where we get our equipping to do the works that he, the good works that he's called us to. So, uh, you know, whether, uh, you know, first people don't understand that. And so they're okay with missing church. I'm not okay with missing church. <laughs> it's not because I have to check off a box though, because it used to be that. It used to be, oh, I got to go. Mama said to go. You know, it used to be that. That's not it anymore. I, I understand about that supply. And I got a revelation about it. And I'm not missing that. I'm not missing the supply I give and the supply I receive. Amen. And every time I go, I'm open to receive 
that supply. And so, you know, whether you're, you're face to face with an individual, making eye contact with an individual, being in the room, all of that is part of that supply. You never know what God will put on someone's heart, not even the pastor, just anybody in the church that will be a blessing to you that week. Amen. And so, you know, I know in 1995, we didn't really have church online, so I didn't watch online. I, there was no online. Uh, and so I missed out. I missed out. And now we have church online. So people say, well, I'll just watch online. And that's, that's not the best because the pastor or someone in the church could have something to say to you. And it, it, it's, you're out of sight, out of mind. But when you are in front of that person, you never know the, the Holy spirit could stop the service and say, Hey, come here. I see you come here. The, the Lord wants to say something to you. Or, or this person wants to bless someone. You know, you never know what we're missing out on. And so I, I love church. So this morning, I wanted to pray for the body of Christ. We've prayed for those on Wednesdays. We pray for those who are not in the kingdom of God. But today, we're going to focus on praying for the local church. You know, people will ask, you know, oh, did you hear about that big church that's in the area or that's moving in? And ooh, what do you think about that? I say glory to God. We need more churches that are preaching the word of God, the full word of God. We need more in this area. We need more. I'd love to have 10 campuses of our church everywhere throughout New England, right? Because we need more churches in this area who understand that when we come together, there's a supply of the spirit that we don't get when we're separate from each other. Amen. Glory to God. So here's some verses about how we as the local church should be living and conducting ourselves and what we should be doing. We're going to pray and confess the word of God concerning the local church about these uh, scriptures with these scriptures. Okay. So Philippians, you can write them down. Philippians one verse 27 to 30. So I'll read that out of the new living. It says above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know, here we go, that you are standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sometimes I think we see the word fight and we go this way with the fight. We've got to tell them. Let them know who we are. Let them know, you know. But I, I like to, I'm telling him and they're hearing me. <laughs> I'm standing firm and I'm doing what he's told me to do. I'm just releasing it, my praise to him, my worship. And they're hearing me. And they're, they're, they're seeing what good he's doing in my life. Amen. I'm not charging at them, you know, condemning them and saying, you got to be because to them, they're saying they think I'm saying you got to be like me. I'm not saying you got to be like me. I'm pointing them to him. You got to be like him. And it's not that you got to. You'll want to when you know him. You'll want to be like him. Hallelujah. And then it says, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the 
privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. There's going to be persecution. We know this. Amen. We know this. And that's not an easy pill to swallow, but there will be. The louder you are for God, the louder the persecution will be. Just know you're a good company. They did the same to Jesus and all the disciples. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. This was Paul encouraging the body of Christ, right? He's telling us to stand firm, stand strong, together in one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith. And then we go to Colossians. Here's another verse of scripture in Colossians. We're going to pray. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 9, we read this often in our church. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Paul is praying for the church. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Hallelujah. We're growing and increasing in the knowledge of him. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all endurance, endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. We have endurance and patience with joy. Amen. Not apart from joy, with joy. Not, oh, I'm endured. No, no, no. We do it joyfully. Always thanking the father. He has enabled us to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Glory to God. We live in the light. We live in the light. We live in the light. Hallelujah. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. He says, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. Is your faith in Christ strong? Hallelujah. If your faith is not strong, maybe it's because it's not rooted in Christ. Maybe that's what it is. So we need to see where our faith is, what it's rooted in, what it's attached to. Hallelujah. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Hallelujah. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Glory to God. This is why we're celebrating growth on Sundays because we're thankful that we can grow. God doesn't keep us below, like way below him. Get down there. No, no. The enemy is down there. We're seated with him. He brought us up to his level. Amen. Glory to God. Colossians chapter three, the last one, verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Is that what the world sees when they look at you? Do they see someone who, who loves who's clothed with mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and peace. Hallelujah. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must 
forgive others. Hallelujah. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from God's rule, Christ's rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. <laughs> let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Fill your lives. Is your life filled with the message of Christ, the anointed one? Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you that we are members of your body. We are members of your body, fitly joined together. Every joint supplies. And right now, we lift up the body of Christ around the world, your body, your body, Jesus, you are the head and the source of everything the body needs. And so we get our nourishment from you. We get our strength and our peace, our ability, our anointing from you. And so right now we lift up the brothers and sisters who make up the body of Christ. Every part, every part, every part. We pray that we would be excellent representatives for you in the name of Jesus. And that this spirit of division that's trying to work in the body, it will not succeed in Jesus name. It will not succeed in Jesus name because you are coming for a body that is without wrinkle or without spot or any such thing. And we are that body. We are that body. We are called to be that body. And right now, we are taking our position and our place in you as your body. We are being awakened to the things that we've been called to do here on this earth and will not be intimidated in Jesus' name. We'll not be intimidated, but we'll stand strong in the faith. We'll stand strong in the faith with one purpose, <laughs> with an identity that is in you rooted in Christ, a faith that's rooted in Christ Jesus. That is how we walk together, arm in arm and shoulder to shoulder, for we know that you are pleased when the body does this, when we function as one, when we function as one, when we function as one under the sun, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, those who would try to bring division and strife among the body, you shut your mouth right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Your voice is no longer loud in the body of Christ. It's not drawing attention anymore. No more, no more, no more, no more in the name of Jesus. No more in the name of Jesus and will not give ear to that. 
will not give ear to that, but will give ear to the things that the Spirit of God requires for us to hear for this era that we're walking in right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that the voices of those who have the message for this time will begin to increase, begin to increase, and will begin to take a tone that's very different and stands out among the rest. It stands out. It stands out. It stands out. And it's the message for this hour. It's the message for this hour. Your word never changes. Your message never changes. But the tone and the message for this very hour be 